Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On this podcast, I have the honor of being joined by Jason Grant, Tim Caldwell of Pension Investors of Orlando and Hollywood, a company, two companies that have been around 40 years that specialize in pension plans, defined benefit plans, combo cash balance plans. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about how you can technically generate over $300,000 legally in tax deductions, all through something known as a combo cash balance defined benefit plan, which I think, and these gentlemen will help explain because they know a lot more of this stuff than I do, the, really the, the hidden secret and how if you satisfy the necessary eligibility requirements and fit in nicely to the plan's requirements, you can put away a whole lot of money very easily. So um, welcome, Jason, Tim. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks, Adam. You guys are having us. I've been trying to get these guys on for a while. Um, they're busy. They're working hard. They set up lots of plans every year. So guys, and what's your typical client? Who Who's the kind of client that would fit in to one of these defined benefit plans? Yeah, that's a good question. I, the, most of our clients are the ones that are uh, profitable and making money and concerned about paying income taxes. Um, fortunately, pension investors, we're a third-party administrative firm. We've been around for a long time, like Adam said. We get many calls from the CPA community that says, I've got this person, they're making a lot of money, they uh, are looking for bigger tax deductions, and right now they're just putting some money into a a 401k. Well, generally, those are the, the best clients that we have. One one is we want to make sure that they're they're set to save money for retirement and two, that they can consistently do it because uh, 401k plans, as many people might be aware of, are pretty simple. Uh, you can defer monies pre-tax. You can put, put up to certain dollar limits with the IRS that keeps on increasing, you know, roughly $69,000, $70,000 with a catch up a little bit more, but that's it. And so a lot of clients come to us and say, well, how do I, how do I set up this other thing called a pension plan or defined benefit pension plan in order to do that? And so that's when we get involved, Jason and I will, will take some census numbers and we'll put together some calculations and, uh, you can, uh, depending upon what they're taking in salary, you can significantly put away a lot of money each and every year. Like the, uh, two, two fifty, three hundred k in the right situation. Yeah, yeah. So and, just for uh, everyone, Tim, how, how long have you been doing this? Uh, for almost forty years. Yeah, and even I don't know. You're only forty six years old. You you're pretty young. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. just turned fifty one. Good for I you. Started, I started early. How long have you, have you been in pension investors? I just love that. Uh, 30 years, 30 yeah. years here. And, you know, I love work. I love the, the clients that we get to work with uh, because they're, they're entrepreneurial. They're, they're saving uh, lots of money and they're, and they're, they're preparing for retirement. And when the CPA calls us said, Tim, now they really want to set up putting away 70 or 75,000. And a lot of times it's a husband and wife scenario. And it works out really nice because they're taking advantage of putting in uh, as much as they can, sometimes safe harbor rules, sometimes not. And then they say, 
can we do something else? And then we get to introduce them to a cash balance, a defined benefit plan. And if they're taking the maximum compensation that the IRS allows us to look at, which is a little over 300,000, all of a sudden they're putting away, you know, $450,000 in addition to their, their 75 or a hundred that they're putting in. And while you're making cash, that's what they like to do. Let's put it into the plan. Yeah. yeah and, and we'll go through a simple example. So, okay, Jason, um, tell me, tell, tell everyone, what's the main difference between a 401k and a defined benefit plan? And then secondly, what's the difference between a defined benefit plan and, and this combo type plan? The main difference, as Tim said, was the, the limits that the IRS sets. So with a 401k plan, you're limited to a 415 limit of about 66,000 for 2023, 69,000 for 2024, with that additional catch-up of $7,500. When you have the defined benefit plan, the IRS looks at how many years left you how many years you have left to retirement. And you can potentially fund potentially over $3.5 million into a plan over a seven to 10 year period if you're age 55 plus. Okay, yeah. so, right. So basically, you know, defined benefit plans, we've all heard of them, you know, before ERISA 1974, IBM, all these big companies for, they had all these defined benefit plans and then it, we moved into these 401k plans. So who's, and and Tim, you mentioned this, entrepreneurs, you know, doctors, lawyers, but who should be really considering these types of plans? What type of business? Yeah, well, you know, it, it, the variety of businesses is, is fascinating because as long as the company has really good cash flow and that they're committed to it, because the defined benefit plan is a pension plan and it is required by the IRS to be setting up for permanency, for retirement. It's not just so I can get a, a nice big deduction. I have to set it up for retirement plan purposes. And usually the IRS has, has deemed that to be a three to five year window. And the longer you can set it up, like Jason was talking about, if I set it up for seven to 10 years, I can get a significant amount of money stashed in there. So we have we have real estate developers. We have real estate salespeople that you know, that you, they always make the mistake of just going and setting up a set plan. But if you go in there and you set up a 401k along with a, a defined benefit plan, they get their 1099 because they're all independent contractors. And, and next thing you know, they're socking away a ton of money. Right. So, so is it like a company with two people, five people, 10 people, 50 people, a thousand people? Like, give me, Jason, get, I'll throw a question at you. Like, if, if who's who's the, the and we'll go through a sample case, but like, give me the, the parameters you're looking at, like when you're talking to people. The ideal candidate for for basic principle is a husband and wife or just a sole pro, sole proprietor that makes consistent money, 100,000, 150,000, 200,000 uh, and has it consistently year over year. Like Tim said, maybe a real estate agent that is a independent contractor with, a, with an agency and they get a, a net schedule C every year and they, they put a 401k in place, but they don't know about this cash balance plan. So, so I would say anybody, anybody on the street is a, is a candidate for a plan as long as they have the income to substantiate it. Yeah. yeah and I might, and I might add to that. There's, there's, there's a lot of cases that we have and, and the majority of our cases are, are boutique and, and, we, and we customize them because we do a lot of handholding and educating through the process. And I would say we have um, some, some of the pension plans have more 
than uh, 10 employees, but I'd say the majority are, are 10 or less. Gotcha. And, 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 and a lot of the family or closely held organizations are also doing this type of plan because it's a way that you can keep the money in the family, so to speak. And it's not that expensive of a cost for right. all the other employees so, as well. Okay, so before we get into a quick sample, why do you guys think that this type of plan, you know, isn't mainstream? Like, I, I've set up thousands of solo four hundred and one k plans, and you know, some of some of my clients have hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they've never ever heard of a, a combo of cash balance defined benefit. And when I mention, hey, go talk to Tim or Jason, they're like, you can do that, right? Yeah. So why, why do you think that is? It's just it's a good question because I have a I have a couple of really good friends that are CPAs and they don't even learn this stuff. They don't even learn what defined benefit plans are. And he was honest with me. So they're out there. Uh, if you have a good CPA, they'll know about it. But if you don't and you hear this this topic, then give us a call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I also think they got some bad press when some of the real large defined benefit plans. Uh, we're making some poor decisions on funding and oh, next thing you know, this airline is gone, this newspaper's gone. And, and all of a sudden they got this, Oh, you, you can't do a defined benefit plan because it's terrible. Well, that's, that's a different animal. The ones that we're working on are, are so much smaller. And, 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 and then I think the other hang up is when Jason was talking about the, ed, they're not educated is they, they hear you have to fund this plan. You're required to fund this plan and it scares some people away, but, I actually think most of our clients like the fact that it's a pension plan and they can fund it each and every year and they know what the number is going to be from year after year and they can actually budget it. Yeah, so um, I'm going to share on my screen the um, document you guys see. If you're, if you're, oops, um, I'm going to share it again. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you can always check out the YouTube video of it, but I'm I'm basically sharing a sample. Um, if I can find it, uh, I just had it. Let, let me pull it up again. That goes through like a nice case, I think, of explaining how this works. So um, let me just pull it up and um, hold on. Um, it's I think a good case study. Let me just pull up the. Sorry. You know, one thing that's interesting, Adam, that a lot of the CPAs are looking for, you've got these folks that once they get to, say, age 55 or 60, and and now they don't have quite as many expenses, and there's they've got this uh, corporation or this entity or even a 1099, this business that they go, I don't know what I'm going to do with this at the end of my days here. I got to start to begin a succession plan. And I've shared with a lot of folks that if you if you can structure this properly, you can actually sell your business to yourself into your retirement plan and sell it for you know two to three million dollars. And if you have a spouse, five million dollars, and not have to pay the income tax associated with the sale of a business. It's a wonderful way to to structure that. And so we we coach the clients say, this is how much money you should pay yourself in compensation, and then we can get this much money out. And sometimes it's, I want to pass it along to a certain person in my company, but they can't afford to buy it. Well, if they can't afford to buy it, but the cash flow is within the company, you can actually take that money and get it into a plan. And then at the end of the day, walk away with it, roll it to your IRA, and there's not even a tax due 
on all that money that they were able to stash away. Okay, so you see, you guys see this, this sample plan? Yes. So it's a yes. sample plan. I'll let you guys kind of go through it. Um, let's just go through a scenario. The, the sample plan, you have a 100%, 1%. Uh, you have an owner, right, of 50, 51, and 52. So it's a one-owner plan, right? Correct. Three years. So this is a very, very simple example. And if you guys have more custom, complicated scenarios, just Jason and Tim and the pension investors team, and there's you know 30 plus amazing people, we don't charge or they don't charge anything for a consultation or to design a plan. If you do it or don't do it, they will customize a plan for you based off your retirement goals, your business goals, your business situation uh, for free. Um, and we're happy to do that. So you guys want to kind of go through this, explain what's going on? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a this is a case study where it's a, a sole proprietor, owner, one owner, no employees, age 50. And typically the IRS has no, what's called normal retirement age of age 62. So this this person has 12 years left to retirement and they're making a hundred thousand dollar W-2 wage. And they're they're putting in the 401k of 30,000 for 2023. And they could put potentially put in 25% of that into a 401k plan, and that would be their limit. So 30,000 plus the 25,000, $55,000 into a 401k plan. What we're showing is layering this cash balance plan with the 401k plan. So what we have to do is limit the profit sharing plan to 6% of that contribution of the $100,000 salary. So you get a $6,000 profit sharing contribution, but in addition, you get that big $83,000 cash balance contribution. So comparing the 401k plan to the cash balance, you're getting 55,000 in the 401k and upwards of 119,000 in the combo plan. That's crazy. That's sick. So it's literally double. And if you were making more than 100K, like 160 or 200, and if it's you or your spouse, yeah, you literally exactly. probably can put in like 200K each. Correct. Um, yeah. or, I mean, Correct. you can't put away um, millions of dollars, but like two, two to 300 grand is like the sweet spot, right? Yes, it is. That's it. And that's what's so powerful about this example is that's just one person. So when you do add a spouse on there, now, you, now you're sacking away $225,000 or 230. And, and and all they were doing before was just a, a 401k plan. And sometimes they didn't even have a spouse on payroll, which they could have. And so, yeah, just a right. couple of little tweaks. Next thing you know, they're putting in a lot of money. Right. And you guys do all the work anyway. It's not like people have to worry about like what a combo plan is or how it all works. You prepare all the docs. You tell them exactly what they need to do. You'll help with even distributions or dealing with the contributions, right? Like you guys do everything. Right, exactly. Except the investments, right? Right, and that's why we want to make sure that we get that CPA involved early so we can make sure that the compensation that needs to be put in place is accurate. And that, you know, some people will say, well, I'm an S-corp and I took this big this big chunk of money out of my corporation, but they, they didn't do the right planning and they have a really low W-2 and a really large K-1, and that doesn't help. Yeah. So we've got to make sure that that's, that discussion happens with the CPA, it's critical. So, okay, this was this is really interesting. Now, explain to me because I heard from from you guys just talking over the years saying, "Hey, is it better to have young employees? Let's say you have a business of ten people, right? 
uh, owner and 10 employees. And the owner wants to set one of these up. And the owner's in their 60s and is looking to put away a couple hundred Gs, but comes to you and says, hey, guys, like, I'm a nice guy, but like, how much do I need to put away for my employees? How does that work? Well, every scenario is different, but I'm going to let Jason answer that one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So the IRS says when you have employees involved, the IRS looks at every dollar and does what's called discrimination testing. Older owners, younger employees is a perfect scenario, but you will be looking at potentially a six to 7% contribution for your employees based on their payroll, plus a small amount in the cash balance plan, depending on what their ages are. So what does that mean? Let's say they, they leave after five years. They just get what's, you don't have to keep paying them for the rest of their life, do they? Do you? No, correct. They oh. would. So so you put in $1,000 a year for someone for five years, they become fully vested after three. They walk away with $5,000, you're stuck, and they leave employment. You terminate them, you roll the money over to an IRA, and they're off your books. Right. So I remember just hearing about the fine benefit plans and you hear about these large companies that almost go bankrupt, right? Because of their liabilities from the DB paying people that left 30 years ago. How is the combo plan different than that? So that, that was that you kind of alluded to the fact of, of what I was saying in the bad press, the, the older defined benefit plans had a different formula based on age and how much money they were, they were uh, going to receive at retirement in the form of a monthly benefit. And many of those larger defined benefit plans never had lump sum payouts. So they always kept all these terminees on the books forever and ever and ever. Well, that was okay. It's actually a pretty good way to do it. The problem that they were doing was they were they were fundamentally messing up how the, the funding should happen. And they were cutting corners and not funding the amounts properly. And that's why it's so important for us to have an actuary on staff to help the clients determine how much money they should be funding each year and stay within those parameters. If you stay within those parameters from year to year to year, you're not going to come across any of those issues of underfunding or a plan going bankrupt and, you know, a company messing up with, with what they should be funding every year. We stay on top. That's part of our service model is making sure that we have those discussions on a regular basis to prevent that. Right. So what, what would you say just your average client deduction a year in one of these plans? Just looking at you know your hundreds of clients that you guys do it a year. Two hundred grand? Two fifty. Two hundred, two fifty, yep. So it's very, I guess it's pretty normal that when the clients decide to close the business after five, 10, 15, 20 years, there's millions and millions of dollars in these plans. Yes. Is that very customary? Yep. And, and, you know, sometimes people are wanting to set up, you know, big, some, some Roth buckets and they can get a big enough deduction. If I have a combination of a 401k with a defined benefit plan and I, and I kind of want to experience this Roth stuff, I can put in a Roth deferral over here on my 401k and I can get a big de giant deduction over here on my cash balance plan. And I've accomplished both, both of those things that I wanted to do, get a tax-free bucket if I keep it out there post 59 and a half and for enough years. And then I get a nice contribution into my defined benefit plan. So it's exciting. I, I, you know, even after doing it for half my life, I still get excited talking about it. I, there's every scenario is different. Some people 
think they know about it, but they don't. So I, I love having those conversations. I just welcome them. Yeah, like I, I, I always say, I, I'm a tax lawyer, right? I worked, I have a master's in tax law. I worked at you know, some of the biggest law firms in the world for nine years. Like, I still don't feel super comfortable with comma plans. And like, when I have clients, I send them to you guys because I think pension investors is the best in the country. Um, and the people are the smartest and they care more than anyone I've ever met about their clients. So that just shows you like it is complex. And I guess that's why a lot of accountants just don't know a lot about it because it, it is kind of scary, right? It's it's not as easy as a 401k or SEP or an IRA. It's, it's a little bit more. And that's why I think it's important to work with experts who can customize a plan. I mean, you guys agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. And thank you for those kind words. I, I really, uh, I think that anyone would make a mistake if they were going to try to tackle uh, any type of retirement plan without using a qualified third-party administrator. There's too many there's too many issues that people don't even address when you when you look at you know multiple companies and different ownership and uh, control groups and affiliated services. Forget about the funding each and every year. They just they just miss some of those other things and they think they're funding over here and they're putting all this money away and then someone mentions it and like oops and and well the IRS doesn't care about oops they just go in there and they would just disqualify the plan and next thing you know it's all taxable and that's a, a terrible situation so. We try to prevent that. Jason does a great job of doing it too. Thank you. You're welcome. No, I mean, you guys do a great job. So what do you have to say if someone you know, is listening or watching this and they're, I got a, a business, whether it's just them, uh, them and a spouse or a couple employees, they're thinking of probably going to put away, they're probably going to earn you know, one to 250 a year and pretty consistently they're young. Like what's too, who's too young for this plan? Who's too young? Or it just doesn't work and it's better to just do a solo. Like you're not going to put away on a business owner that's just starting out in his, in his early thirties. Um, he's got, got too many years left to retirement. A 401k limit is probably enough for them at 70, 000, almost $70,000. They're not going to get much more than that in a, in a defined benefit plan anyway. Right. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that. But once you get, you know, people used to say, well, if I'm 40 years old, I'm too young for that. No, you're 40 years old. You can still sock away if you're putting enough income in there. You could probably still put, you know, 75 to 100,000 extra dollars into a, a defined benefit plan. You know, I think that the 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 scenario is I, I got a lot of people this past year that they're that they're trying to catch up. They go, I really need to catch up on my savings. I kind of postponed it. I'm starting to make money. I really need the best way to do this. How much money do I need to take in compensation for me to put that away? And they're shocked because what they were doing before in a SAP or in a 401k plan, they had to take a considerable amount more, higher, a higher compensation limit to even get close to half of what the defined benefit plan allows. So, you know, I would say that if someone's, listening and they need and they're they're not really sure if they're if they're making money and they're tired of paying some of the taxes that they're paying that they should give Jason and I a call and say let's just brainstorm it let's see what's available for you and and that way they can at least try it's not going to cost them anything they might learn a little bit and uh and if it works we'll implement it and you know we take on the whole the whole gamut of what gets done from the very beginning uh, in the document process and then take care of the administration each and every year. So if someone wants to talk through that, get an idea of what it might cost. We'll be glad to talk to them. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, the cost is minimal when you can get hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 deductions. I mean, where else 
other than a real estate investor with like accelerated appreciation, where else can you get $300,000, $200,000 of deductions and put the money in your pocket and let it grow without tax, right? Exactly. The deferral is also another aspect, but whether you're investing in stocks or real estate, um, there's some flexibility. Um, it's all deferred, right? You're not paying tax when the money's in the defined benefit plan, just like a 401k. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. You're not paying tax, so you pull it out. So it's a, it's a double benefit. You got it. So someone calls you up, just walk, walk us through kind of how this whole works. Like someone calls you up, they, they listen to this podcast, they, they reach out to you guys. Um, and your info will be in, in the notes of the podcast. So if someone wants to email you guys, the emails are there. Walk, walk us through kind of like how it works. How long does it take to set up? Um, just, you know, how does it work? So we're going to get some, they're going to call us. We're going to ask for some basic 10, 15 minute information about the business, some historical information on salaries. Uh, if there's any employees involved, then we'll draw up the proposals, which could take three to five days to do, depending on the time of year and, and how busy we are in tax season. Um, and then once you talk to your CPA and want to move forward, we, we send out the retainer request for the plan documents. Um, so it could be six weeks probably to start to finish to get a plan up and running. Yeah. Four, four to six weeks. Easier if it's a solo, right? It's just you want to do a defined benefit combo plan. Just you, less questions to answer. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and one of the one of the key key things about this, I showed the, the proposal was 2023. Clients can still do a cash balance plan for 2023, even though we're into 2024. Oh, wow. Can you, can you expand on that? Interesting. Yeah, sure. The uh, secure act has changed the rules on, on when a plan can be adopted. So they have up until they file their corporate tax return to implement one of these plans. So if I'm, again, I'm listening, I'm watching this thing and I need some deductions for 23 out of good year. I need an extra 50, hundred K deductions. This is a pretty good opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And give us a call because we we're happy to talk you through it. If you're not a good fit, we're not going to try to push anything on you. Okay. Another example question. I have a, I have a full-time job. I work at Apple, I'm an executive, but I have a side business, right? I make hundred K side business. I'm 55 years old. I do consulting or I'm a lawyer. I do consulting. Can I still do this? How does it work? Absolutely. Yep. So even if you're even if you're employed somewhere else, as long as you have earned income that's coming from a, a, another source, and it can be a sole proprietor that you can get it on a Schedule C ten ninety nine. That is absolutely okay. And as long as it's coming in and it, and it's being taxed. Now we can't we can't set up a plan for someone who's receiving some rental income or passive income on some investments or something like that. But if it's earned income and it's coming in. And even if it's after the tax year and they find out, just like Jason said, we we've set up plans all the way through till about June or July of the following year, because some people, you know, it, like you said, it takes it takes a month sometimes to get it in place. So if we have to get everything done by September, we usually cut everything off about July. Right. And you'll work with financial advisors, CPAs, um, you know, your your job is to customize and design the plan. That's where the focus is. Exactly. Right. Is, yeah. Can you buy life insurance in these plans? You can. There's a there's there's 
the provisions that allow for life insurance and 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 different types of, of non-traditional assets that can be purchased in the plan, you have to be careful. And I would want to consult with someone that if they want to do uh, those types of investments, because it, 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 you want to have not so much volatility in a defined benefit plan investment strategy. But, right. But we do, but yeah, we do have a lot of people that have bought life insurance in there because it's it, it's a it's a self-completing plan if they put the insurance in there, whether it's any type of qualified plan, if I don't make it to fund it for the next 10 years and something happens, then those monies that are that are in the life insurance policy are paid to the plan. And you know, some are some are tax-free and some are some are, can be rolled over to an IRA. Yeah, I know. We and I I've seen clients that wants to real estate and other stuff, gold, and they've been able right. to do that. Now let's talk about this because I think 23 was in a good example. You know, most people did really well in the markets, you know, 15% plus, some 20, 25%. How does that help someone going forward if they're able to generate above market returns, above, I guess, expected returns? That actually could allow them to even contribute less going forward, right? If they wanted to? Correct. So like I said before, that that individual we did the example for had the ability to put in about $1.5 million over the next 12 years based on the salary we were provided. That $1.5 million over 12 years is based on what the market value is as well. So if he hits a home run, he or she hits a home run in the in a stock and it goes up 30%, then you can't put in as much money the following year. And same the other way, if it goes down 20, 30%, you may have to put more money in. So it is like like Tim said, you want to be conservative on the investment side with these plans. Right. It, especially if you're trying to budget a certain dollar number, you know, I want to put in, you know, three hundred thousand dollars a year, but the market goes up twenty-five percent. Well, now I can only put in two hundred thousand next year. It, it's just the way it goes. And then, you know, as the plane as the plan ages and it gets further down the line, you're say you're in year six out of you know your plan or seven or eight, the the actuary can also create a range, which is very nice where someone that has a bigger year can sometimes put a cushion and add a little bit of a overfunding uh, method to the plan. And it just has to be within the parameters of what the actuary provides, but it's nice for someone who gets a big year once in a while. Yeah. And last thing I'm going to say is, okay, let's say, Hey, things go bad, right? Recession hits. I'm in year one or two of this plan. I'm supposed to go three to five bad news. It's just, it's going to be a tough year. Can I pause this thing for a bit or like, how does that work? Absolutely. You can freeze the plan. You can terminate the plan. If you have a valid business reason within the three to five year permanency rule, you can absolutely terminate it and roll it to an IRA. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, you can also freeze it. If you know it's just a bad year and it's a short period and you know you're going to come out of it next year or you know there's a big sale pending, you'll be able to make it. You could freeze it for that one year and then unfreeze it afterwards and just make up the difference and fund it you know, fund for two years on that plan. So that's also, I think, a misconception that people say there's no out. There's no way to get out of these plans. Once you get in them, you're stuck and it's terrible, but that's that's not a correct statement. Right. Okay. Well, um, I think we kind of hit our, our, our limit here. I know you guys are busy uh, putting on plans. I don't want to take up too much time, but this was great. We're going to do it again soon. Um, okay.
bottom line is like I've sent you guys hundreds of clients over the years. Um, if you're listening and watching and you got pretty consistent six figures, you're in your 40s to 70s, like you need to call these guys up, um, get a hold of them, spend a few minutes with them. If it works, great. If not, you'll learn something. Trust me, they're they're great guys. Um, and you've helped a bunch of clients who like didn't even know they had the opportunity to put away all this money. And I, I remember one um, gentleman I was talking to like eight months ago and he's like, Adam, I literally paid zero in taxes last year, like zero because this company you told me to call and like, I'm coming to Miami, I'm buying you dinner. Um, so like, that's all we're looking for, right? Tax yeah. lawyers, biggest dream is deductions. So if you're looking for massive deductions, you have a business, you got to, well, at least think about the combo to find benefit. Do you guys have any last minute like tips or thoughts for people before we end? I think I think don't be afraid don't be afraid to have a discussion about it. If you think if if you if you just have felt the pain of writing that check out to the U.S. Treasury one last time, that's usually our best clients because they're just they're right that they're going to be putting money away for themselves and not having to write that big old check. So thank you, Adam, for the time. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's a no-brainer. I, I can't do it. We have obviously like 75 employees. I, I can't. I would if I had the opportunity to have a side business. Like I'd be advocating and doing everything I could to get in one of these plans. Think about it, right? If you did this for 10 years and just put away 120 grand a year for 10 years and assume the 8% rate of return, you double your money every eight years. Like you're gonna have three or three four million bucks when you retire for literally doing nothing. Plus you're going to save so much in tax revenue and, and paying tax liability. It's, it's literally a no brainer. I can't believe you guys aren't putting on like 10,000 plans a year. Like it's crazy, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like a no brainer for so many people that are stewing SEPs at 69 K or 66 K and are leaving right. 60, 70 K on the table. Cause no one told them about this. That's actually, that's, that's our most popular you know person coming from the SEP world is probably our most popular person that really appreciates the plans. That happens a lot. Yeah. So if you have a SEP and you're putting away like 50K plus, you need to talk to Jason and Tim and uh, they're going to fix you up and, and generate millions for your family and also hopefully generate you know lots of deductions. So Jason, Tim, you guys are awesome. Thanks for helping all my clients and thanks for... Oh, you know, granting me 30 or so minutes of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks Bye. for having us. See yeah. you guys soon. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye.